Business in the Front. Party in the Back. Podcast. Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Lauren. Should I have the video on or off, Michelle? I don't know. I it's very like interesting at the moment. You're like in, out, in, out, in, out. I don't know what's going to um, Lauren is experimenting today uh, to the listener at home because um, we've had a few internet yeah. issues where the sound's been dropping out and, and that sort of thing and she's had to jump back in. So we're just doing a little bit of experimenting with whether the video off is actually going to assist um, Lauren's internet a little bit more. So uh, yeah. You probably won't notice anything listening to this, but um, from our uh, perspective, yeah. it's like it's like this um, <laughs> black window, and then it's lowering back, and the black window and lowering back. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that said, <laughs> uh, welcome to the business yes. in the front part of the back podcast. And this week, Lauren, I am sponsoring the show. So that is Michelle Price, a light worker on Facebook. I am a medium. I do readings with oracle cards mostly. I do have animal tarot as well. So I am introducing tarot a little bit, but I am sort of learning how to read those at the moment. So I also do mentorship. I teach people how to discover and develop their gifts. I am also a Reiki master. So I teach Reiki from the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia. And I really love what I do, which is quite relevant to our theme for today. So Michelle Price, oh, a worker on good. Facebook and yes, our contact details, et cetera, are in the show notes uh, as we go along. So Lauren, the theme for today, um, did you want to go through that a little bit before we get into what we've been doing and all of that? Yeah, sure. I really like your segue, by the way. It was good. That hey? was very well done. Yeah, that yeah. was good. I'm I was like, impressed. yeah, thumbs up for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about for the love of the money. I think that one of the things that I see a lot of people do is that they um, they kind of make decisions based on either the love or the money. And I wanted to kind of bring this conversation up because I feel that I'm in an interesting stage of my life right now. Michelle just made it very clear that she loves what she does. And I just like having these discussions. And I think that a lot of people, you know, especially our listener at home, you know, you probably know people who have made decisions based on love or money and maybe had very different outcomes. So I thought it was going to be a really good opportunity for me to hear what Michelle thinks and kind of work through some stuff myself, but also give you or listener at home maybe some tips if you are in a situation where maybe you are doing something for the love, but you're not making money or you are doing something for the money and you just don't love it. So that's what today's episode is all about. Now for our listener at home, you may already know that we do like to kick off every show with finding out what we've been up to because this is when Michelle and I get to have our uh, friend chat as well. So Let's do that now. Michelle, I would love to hear what's happening with you. I had a little sneak peek at some of the notes here. So oh, <laughs> tell me about uh, that's very yes, sneaky. About some of your um, interesting readings. Yeah, just, mark? They've been, yeah, they've been really high vibrational and it's been really cool because, um, you know, before the expo, I guess I was doing a lot of uh, kind of lower vibrational. When I when I say that, I mean that a lot of people kind of um, going through losing uh, very close family members, uh, relationship breakdowns, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And it was it was quite heavy. And since the expo, and even during the expo, a lot of the readings were high vibrational. So that's people coming in wanting to do life purpose, wanting to connect to spirit guides, you know, all of that sort of stuff, which I really love. 
and uh, been reading for a few of my sort of regular mentorship clients have been wanting to do a bit more of an advancement um, themselves, you know, awakening a bit more and stuff like that. So I've really enjoyed doing that, bringing in the guides and um, connecting higher and seeing what people can achieve, what they can bring in, uh, what their business may look like, that sort of stuff. So it's just been really, really wonderful um, to do that. And I did talk to you a little while ago about uh, a lady who, you know, wasn't overly uh, thrilled in her reading and, and sort of did, um, you know, get a bit upset at me within about 10 minutes of me starting reading for her. And it's funny because I've had all these sort of really high vibrational readings and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh gosh, um, you know, maybe she'll just forget and, and won't rebook. And she did rebook. <laughs> so it's um, been a little bit uh, funny for me this week because I've been, oh gosh, a bit nervous and thinking, gosh, I hope it goes better. But what actually was really good that happened is I managed this week to catch up with a couple of uh, old friends who I kind of met just after I was made redundant and got into this business. And they had readings with me, both of them. And they're very talented in their own right. And they both do readings and stuff as well. And uh, one of them is Mel. She's on the Gold Coast and she's just the most beautiful girl you've ever seen in your life. Gorgeous. Um, she does readings and also sort of um, intuitive coaching and counseling and stuff like that. And she was sort of saying to me, let's meet up. We had a really good hour long chat. And then she said, all right, let's meet up another day. And that was this week. And we'll just do really quick bang, 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 you know, readings. And she didn't realize at that point that that lady had rebooked with me. I didn't realize because she hadn't rebooked at that point. So she said, let's do this 10 minute readings, bang, bang, bang. And then when I met up with her, I said, oh my gosh, that lady I told you about, she's rebooked. And she's like, wow, this is great then. This is great. Because, you know, she wanted to test me in terms of, you know, getting the connection straight away, you know, speaking about what I was feeling and, you know, whatever else and just getting straight into it. And so I just picked up my cards and then I was just like zing and everything was coming and she's like, oh my God. And literally, yeah, we got everything done in like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes or something. And she was really happy and I answered all of her questions. So, you know, that was really good. And it was just very impromptu. Like I didn't realize that, you know, that lady was going to rebook when we organized it and I did it and it was fine. And she was like, you just did it. Like you just did everything in like 15 minutes. You answered everything I needed to answer needed answered. And look, granted, Mel's very open and, you know, this and that. And we were just conversing and it was just very casual, which is a little bit different to when you have someone come in and they're like, yeah. you know, really you want don't to have the pressure. Answer. The pressure's not there. Yeah. So, you know, I, it does make a big difference with the other person. Um, so I'm just going to have to see, I guess, how her energy is on the day and manage it that way. But it was just so funny, like that we did that. And, um, the other thing is, you know, I was sitting out here where I'm, I'm recording in my lounge room for the listener at home, which is at the back of the house at the front of the house where I do my readings from, I actually have a fuse box. So all the, um, like the power box, um, with all the fuses and everything in it is on the other side of my wall. Um, and so I do find after reading the expo, it was a lot easier. Like I found my connection was really clear. It was really easy to read from there, but being here with the um, power box outside the door now, outside the wall, um, I am noticing that I'm getting, I get confused um, and it is a little bit harder to read from that room. So we are building, my husband and I are going to build a house. So we're going to make sure the power box is nowhere near that front room. Um, but I do find that that sort of interferes a little bit. So I did find it easier, you know, reading out here without that behind mm -hmm. me. So um, it's all about experimenting, but I'm trying to optimize, I guess, the quality uh, really of my readings for people. So whatever I can do to maximize that, the better. 
Um, and I did meet up with a, yeah, another girlfriend of mine who's um, wonderful, who I'd read for very early on as well this week. So it was just nice to have that sort of confidence and people who, you know, believe in me. And I feel like that's sometimes that little boost that you need um, to just have the confidence to do it. Uh, and I know she's booked in for yeah. a, re- a reason, you know, there's something that she needs. And so I just have to go in there with an open mind and um, hope that, you know, she's a bit more sort of open um, than last time and we will see how we go. Yeah. yeah. But it was um, good practice. Yeah. Really good practice. How about you? What have you been up to? I know you're getting your um, special little new family member very soon tomorrow. We are tomorrow. recording three weeks ahead. Oh my God. Oh yeah, that's right. We are. Yeah. George arrives tomorrow. Uh, so he's on his little truck journey at the moment. Wow. So, uh, I keep projecting and be like, Oh my God, I hope he's okay. And, um, my partner <laughs> reminded me to just change the narrative. So I was like, okay, he's on an adventure. Yes. Very well <laughs> he's done. On an adventure doing his thing, you know? Yeah. Because I don't want to send him that stressed energy either. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's, so it's kind of funny, Michelle, when you think about it, that we've, I've taken this animal and I'm like, you will live with me and you will love me. <laughs> and you haven't really, you haven't met this one yet. Have you? No, I haven't met him. No, wow. just saw a couple It's like of choosing photos, a crystal so. without seeing it or touching it. It's yeah. So funny. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, it's true. I do do that also, by the way. Do uh, yes. So I do. Uh, I wanted to, yeah. So I've started doing some Oracle readings. So uh-huh. I, uh, I used to do them when I was younger, but I always read the book. I never really took the time to kind of interpret my own meanings and figure it, figure it, figure it out for myself, I suppose. So I've really started doing that because I really started feeling that ever since becoming Lauren Grace a couple of weeks ago, that I really want to step into who I truly authentically am. So that's part of it. And, uh, it's just practice. So I'm, I'm doing five to six minute readings for friends and for people who want them, because I'm trying to practice at the moment with people that I don't know as well. So if our listener at home, if you want a reading, just send me a DM and I'll send you one. But uh, essentially it's just practice, isn't it? Kind of like you said, with the power animal cards, getting to know them and I guess sort of being patient and trusting the process is a big part of it. Mm. there's some I mean drawing virtue cards are, I always say to people start out with like um cards that are pretty not easy but yeah I guess sort of easy to interpret like sometimes when I'm teaching I have people come into the group and they've got just really complicated you know sometimes it's like a tarot or you know something quite difficult yeah. to read and I find that that makes it more challenging for you Whereas if you get a drawing or something that's very simple, you know, simple picture, three or four words, most people can look at that and work with it and sort of, you know, go from that point. So I started with all drawing virtue. I didn't have anything else, you know, Um, although my first one wasn't drawing because it was a gift from somebody else. Um, That's Colleen uh, Salerno or something like that. Um, So, you know, start with the real basic sort of easy to read cards because if you come in with like, you know, something with like a, an essay written on it and like the, there's like a million different images. It's like, where do you even yeah. start with that? You know, give yourself a bit of yeah. a uh, head start. Yeah. So I think your cards that you showed me are pretty, pretty good in that respect. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I really like that you said that because the cards that I have been reading do have a 
couple words or a sen a phrase on it, which yeah. is really a good leverage point. Yeah. Uh, and then I got this new deck as well. That's a little bit more intense, but you know what I've been buying Michelle is a lot of decks on eBay and they don't come with books. You have to Google the meaning. What do you mean? So that's also been really helpful. Yeah. Like, uh, this, uh, this wisdom of the Oracle deck that I bought this by Colette Baron Reed, I bought it online. It cost me, I think $10, but it didn't come with a book. The, oh. uh, they, it came with a QR code to download the book. Oh, so oh, I don't really, so it's not really easily accessible for me to just go ahead and read the meaning. Yeah. Uh, but my new deck that I got, I got a new deck called the shaman's Oracle and shaman's dream Oracle rather from uh, big W that was one of your tips. Thank mm -hmm. you for that. And, one. uh, that came with the book. So I think I'll probably read it a little bit just to kind of get to know the cards a little bit more. And then I'll make my own interpretation because really what it is and you would know this being a medium that you it's about speaking your own language isn't it yeah and absolutely. whatever whatever it means to you is the right thing because you're going to deliver the right message yes yeah, so it's it's so interesting uh one Lauren, thing i wanted I to say, say on that is, just really yeah. quickly on that because yeah, that's yeah. a good point i um i was working with a lady in mentorship and we were teaching pendulums and I have a particular way that I do it. So, but it's, it's quite often very different to how other people do it. So I'm like, yes, it's clockwise. No, it's any clockwise. When I say pendulum, I'm talking about for the listener at home, uh, a chain with a crystal hanging on the end of it. And it uh, has ability to swing and spirits able to use a crystal, the energy into the crystal and move it, you know, whichever way you ask them to move it. So I have a particular way that I do it. Um, I don't know is straight up and down. Now um, my client was thinking in her mind it would be different for her that she was like oh, i'll just go along with what michelle's saying here so it was very interesting mm -hmm. because um i have had people you know get answers that they don't think are right and stuff like this and this was a really big lesson for me because she was like i'll just go with what michelle's saying but i feel like it's something different and this is what we were saying about numbers off air before we were talking about the numbers interpretation yeah. of number six because it was different for both of us yeah. Now Adele yeah. changed it to be my thing. And so initially, you know, the answers were right and la la la. And then they started to go weird. Like it was like, I don't know. It was going randomly. No, like randomly this. And I said to her, maybe you should, cause she goes, oh, maybe I should just do my, um, the way that I thought it was going to be. And I said, yeah, I think that's a good idea, Adele. So she went back to that and was like, all right, well, my yes is this, my no is that da 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 bang on every answer bang on. So it's like, I think you have to align with your yes. truth, you know, cause in her mind, she's yes. like, Oh, I think it's this. So the pendulum's like, which way do I go? Because it's all energy. And you know, it was yes. like, she was in two minds. And the other good example that this leads you to is thoughts, words, and actions. I say to people a lot, th thoughts, words, and actions need to be in alignment. If you get to get clarity, yes. so here's Adele, the pendulum's doing all these weird things. And she's thinking two different things in her head you know, oh, it's, is it this, is it that, is it this, is it that? And the pendulum has no idea what to do. So it's a really good example of, you know, thoughts, words, and actions. If they're in alignment, we're good. So do your thing, yes. you know, live your truth. Um, and I thought that was a really good example of that. Anyway, continue about your week. Sorry, I'm uh, taking over. That's so good. I love yeah. that tangent. No, no, yeah. it's good. I love all that. That's so wise. And, uh, and, that, and that also comes down that, you know, sometimes we can't justify why we want to do something. It just feels like that in our gut. We need to trust that. So mm -hmm. it does all come down to trust. I wanted to just share the story of, um, I went and had a massage and I went somewhere where I've gone before and the masseuse that I normally get wasn't available. Uh, but they said, oh, you'll, 
you can work with this other masseuse. She's really great, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, okay. So I went in and to cut a long story short, it was the worst. I had to ask her to slow down. Oh my God. She was doing this weird. So many of these things happen. I know. What's this? I need to like seriously put out there that I only get great massages because sometimes I get the best and then sometimes I don't. And so she was doing this weird action where she was taking both of her hands and she was kind of running them on either side of my leg and like popping them up. Well, things jiggle when you do that. It made you feel like really uncomfortable. And you know, when you're getting a massage, they kind of like drape the towel back over you in different ways. So she was not really fluid at that. And she was doing instead of really nice sort of you know, massage like on the shoulder, let's say where she maybe gets the whole shoulder blade and does that lovely action. No, not her. She was doing like really pointy little (laughs) things, trying to get my knots out or something, even though I knew it was the worst. So I spent most of my massage. (laughs) This is so bad because I also paying for it, right? It's just a total. Anyway, I kept thinking to myself, please let it be over. Please let it be over. (laughs) Please please let it be over. And then I kept thinking, should I just tell her that I've had enough? And then I didn't want to create a situation at a place where I've gone before, you know, and make a thing out of it. And then I knew they were going to ask me how it went. Like, did I enjoy this new massage masseuse? So I was trying to think about, well, what if they asked me to because I can't lie. So no. I thought, well, what can I say that's truthful, but also not you know, harsh necessarily? Yeah. yeah, offensive, right? So, and then I kept thinking, okay, well, maybe what I'll say is that it was just a different style. So, and then I thought, and then if they want to elaborate, then I can say, so I spent my whole massage doing all this mind chatter, which is just totally not the point. Oh my God. Anyway, so at the end of the massage, <laughs> the end of the massage I was expecting them when I went to the counter to be like, hey, um, so what, how'd you like it, right? How'd you love your massage? They didn't, you know what they said to me? Cause I was also saying the spirit, I was like, please help me get out of this in a graceful way. I don't want to create an issue, but I can't lie. So I'm not very good at faking it. So mm-hmm. I, I need to know how to get out of this you know, elegantly. So uh, she goes, didn't she just, or wasn't she great or something like that? That's what she said. She goes, so wasn't it a great, wasn't she great? And I said, oh, well, it was definitely a different technique. And she goes, yeah. And then we moved right on. And nice, I thought, okay. nice. I didn't need to explain all the things that she led she you needs into to work on. Yep. Yeah. I didn't need to. And thank, I'm thankful for that because I think sometimes I feel that, uh, especially as a business mentor, I suppose I'm kind of used to looking at things and seeing what we could do better. Mm. And, but I mean, people don't always want that. They mm. don't. Like they don't need my opinion. I mean, who am I, right? Mm. So, so well, you're not a masseuse. Kind of a you're not a masseuse, but you do know what you like. So um, I think with massage too, like sometimes they give you the option. Like sometimes I'll come in and go, you know, like, did you choose remedial? Did you choose like relaxation? No. Did you have any choice? You didn't, because it sounds a bit more uh, like that was like the firmness. Yeah, you it talk- was a bit more of a remedial, but I've had remedial before and it was not, it was... It yeah, was more that, remedial for sure. Than that does sound remedial as opposed to relaxation. Relaxation sounds like more what you yeah. want. So can you choose? Like, can you walk in and go, I'd rather have a relaxation today or? 
that's uh, probably can. Thing. I think next time I will, I've just never had to specify that before there. Yeah. It was just all about the firm level that you want, not about, yeah. you know, but also she did so much work initially on my lower back that it was really hard for me to breathe, mm -hmm. but she was pushing on it in a way that didn't make me feel relaxed or good. It made me feel stress. So uh -huh. I was tensing kind of. Yeah. Uh, but that's almost fight or flight too. That's a fight or flight response. Maybe, you know, when you're in yoga and you overdo it and you're like, I need to get out of here. Yes. And it made me feel like I never want to get a massage there again. Oh gosh. Yeah. So I'll cross that bridge when I come to it, but I doubt I will book in there. Oh really? Even if it's with the, your unless I person? choose someone else. Oh, if it's with my normal person for sure. Yeah. But if she's not available, no. Yeah. Yeah, just I'll specify. Just yeah. 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 Because remember, I was going to that um, beauty therapist and I was getting my um, uh, legs waxed and all of that. And I had that like shocking experience where the woman left, like, you know, she was missing massive areas. Like, I go back to the car and I'm like looking at my legs and I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> there was this huge areas that she totally missed. She was just really like not disinterested. She was just like, rah, 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 whatever, whatever. And I rang up and had a whinge and it turns out she was the manager. And oh, yeah. And I didn't know they're going, they said, Oh, who was it? And I said, oh, I don't know. She looked like this. And she was, at, it was at this time of blah, blah, blah. And they went through the book and they just went, Oh, that's our manager. She's the boss. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Um, really sorry, but, uh, it was terrible. <laughs> and like, I mean, missing huge patches. And cause I was even, I think I said to her at the time, cause I think the wax was like, you know, sometimes I use the wax and it's so hot. It's actually burning you. It was like that. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm actually getting oh. like burnt. Um, it's a bit hot. And she's like, no, no, that's the right temperature. Like, and I've got a very high pain tolerance. Like I've got a high threshold and I can handle a yeah. lot of heat. But I was actually saying to her, like, I feel like you're burning me. And she's like, no, that's the right temperature. And I'm like, um, but what? Like, that's like getting a, a hot towel. You know, when you have your massage and they get those beautiful hot towels and they yeah. put them on you. If that's burning me, yeah. I'm going to tell them and they're going to take it off. You know what I mean? Like it was just yeah. really yeah. There was no kind of, there was no listening going on. Um, so I found, I did go back, but I asked for someone different. I said, I don't want her again. Can I get someone different? And, um, I found a girl who was just lovely, but she was so scared. Like when she came in, I think it was like one of those things where they were like, well, this is like some dragon lady, you know? And so I was really, really nice. And we developed a rapport and, and she was wonderful. And so I'd see her every time I went and sometimes the manager was there and she'd like give me a look and I'm like, Hey, how are you going? Um, so I kept saying this lady and then I don't know what happened. I think she, she left. Um, and then I wasn't able to sort of see her again. And, um, basically I guess no one else wanted to see me there because they canceled all my appointments and didn't return my phone calls after that. So, um, yeah, I didn't get to go back again. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh, really but it experience. doesn't sound. Yeah. The manager, I mean, we got along really well. I guess it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, maybe the manager else. was like, you undermined her, even though she didn't do a good job. That's the thing. Oh, it was terrible. You it was a left patches. It's yeah. not, I can't, I know. can't imagine anyone. Um, I ended up going into another place. Um, it's like Brazilian X, I think it's called. And they're really good. Like they're so quick, like at this other place, you know, you're there for 30, 40 minutes and at Brazilian X, they're so fast. They're just like bang, 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 bang. And no joke. They don't have, a, you know, silly conversations. It's literally just you're in, you're out, bang. And they're so good, but it literally is like 10 minutes. Like I'm so it's like bang in, we are, we're out and it's done. And awesome. it's so good. And like, it is quite rushed. Some yeah. people, like that some people are like oh, i want to be relaxed and this and that um but i like that i'm like i'm in there i'm gone in 10 minutes I like that I'm too happy. i'm happy yeah 
Uh, anyway, okay. enough I about like legs too. and everything else. That goes to show, though, that sometimes we get stuck in the routine or going to the same place yeah. or using the same products when there's actually better for us. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. it. So that kind of brings us to the conversation today. So mm -hmm. one of the reasons why we're choosing today as conversation is essentially because, especially as entrepreneurs, I'm going to general put Michelle in this category, even though she'll tell me if I'm <laughs> she doesn't agree. But sometimes I think as entrepreneurs, we can get stuck with taking on jobs that we don't want to do because we don't know when maybe the next pay is going to come or we, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to take the money while it's there, that sort of mm. thing. Now, one of the challenges I feel is that we can at times get sort of caught up in a cycle or routine of maybe doing contracts or taking money when, you know, there's something better that's waiting for us if we just took the time to listen and pivot our business or, you know, maybe pursue something for a different intention than just getting paid. Mm -hmm. I remember reading on a Facebook group a couple of weeks ago, there was this woman, she had a membership, she had all this stuff going on and she did a big post about how she closed everything because it wasn't working and she didn't love it. And so I just wrote on it, and this is something that I've said before on the show that no matter how far you've gone the wrong way, turn around and go back. And I think that it's really important that, you know, we do take time out sometimes to evaluate how things are going and whether or not we can do things maybe a little bit better. For me at the moment, I'm reevaluating evaluating a lot about my business. So the thing is that I'm having a little bit of a uh, sort of look at my life to figure out that I'm spending more time on things that I love to do versus things that maybe I feel like I need to do. So I did a little bit of research this morning and I was looking at um, how, how many times the average person changes careers. And according to careersadviceonline.com, the average person will change careers five to seven times during their working life. And with an increasing number of career choices, 30% of the workforce will now change careers or jobs every 12 months. So I just wanted to talk about this conversation for the love or the money, because I think that when we choose to do something for the love, we're not always thinking about how we can monetize that. And it's important that we do kind of think about that. Uh, but I also think that when you're following your heart and your bliss, that the money will eventually come as well. So there's a fine line. And then there's also, well, if we're choosing something just for the money, you know, what are we giving up in exchange for that? Are we giving up our happiness? Are we giving up hours with our loved ones and for what? And so I really wanted to kind of see Michelle a little bit about what you thought about that subject where you've seen, you know, maybe clients in, in the past. And then the other thing that I really wanted to say was essentially that, you know, that old adage, that old adage, which is like, if you, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, you know, and there's a lot of unhappy people going around or people that are working too much or doing things that they don't necessarily want to do. And I, I think it's important that we stop sometimes and reevaluate. And so because I'm going through that myself, I thought it would be an interesting discussion. Thoughts? One of the things I love um, about what I do is a meeting a lot of people, fabulous people and being able to sort of help them and, you know, see changes, you know, see people make changes in their lives. And that's one of the joys of teaching and, and doing mentorship, because when I start working with people, they're 
often just doing jobs that they're just, you know, not, not enjoying. They have to earn money. They've got to pay the rent, pay for food, for the kids, school, you know, all that sort of stuff. And generally speaking, as we go through the process, um, all of these people are starting their side hustles are all starting their spiritual businesses and some are transitioning across doing that full time. And there's no greater joy for me than seeing people do that because that's what I've done. And I had a mentor who encouraged me, you know, she did it first and she was sort of going through the process and telling me what she was doing as she was going. And so that's literally what I did. I sort of used her as my inspiration when I was made redundant and I went through the same processes um, as she did. And it gave me the confidence that someone had walked this path before me. Now I'm walking the path for others so that they're learning and they're able to sort of do their own little side hustles and or, you know, their main switch to their main source of income as well. And so there's no, no better reward, I think, than, um, than that. But, you know, uh, originally I did start doing readings on the side. I did a lot of free stuff. You know, I did a lot of free readings, a lot of um, guidance. I still have friends ring me up and I still have uh, clients, um, not clients, but people who follow me on Facebook and uh, occasionally they'll message me, hey, I just want to know what's happening with this in my life or that in my life. And I'm like, fabulous, book a reading. It's $70 for an hour. Thanks so much. Because I used to sort of take that, you know, and, and I draw cards and things and I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm fully booked. I don't need to do that, you know, anymore. And it's not just, um, I guess, the money side of things, but it's also that this does need to be an exchange. And that's something that as a spiritual worker, yeah. a lot of us struggle with, you know, to accept money because we just find it ridiculous. I mean, yeah. you're drawing cards and, you know, giving people insight. Like it just seems like anyone can do it. But the thing is, no, not everyone can do it. You know, it is an art. It is a skill. And that can be difficult uh, going from working as a journalist where you have annual leave, you have your superannuation paid, you know, yeah. all of that stuff done for you. Yeah. You have your lunch break, um, well, supposedly, um, the mystery lunch break, you know, all of these lunch things break. that you, I know, all these things that you have that are provided for you and then you're doing it for yourself. And it's like, oh, I have to charge for this now? This is so weird. And so I can help a lot of people with that because that's a big struggle, huge. Um, seeing your value, you know, because I understand I'm valuable as a journalist, but seeing myself as valuable as a card reader is another thing entirely. So that was a massive switch. But, um, you know, I lost my job. I wasn't sort of given an option there. And, you know, I do honestly feel that if I was just driven by money, if it was just a money thing for me, then I definitely would have pushed harder. And I did apply for jobs, you know, similar to what I was doing. But I would have pushed a lot harder to get back into that because that was really my comfort zone, you know. And when you're just doing it for the money, more so. I mean, I really enjoyed what I was doing, absolutely. But I was feeling stressed a lot of the time. I was feeling, you know, the central nervous system not so good and all of that. I don't think it was good for my health at all. And my blood pressure was all over the place at that yeah. point too. So I knew health-wise it wasn't fantastic, but it is my comfort zone. So, you know, when I actually listened to my heart and I tuned into that, then I knew that I had to do this, which is the spiritual stuff, the readings and all of that, um, because that was in alignment with my, with my heart. And it's certainly a lot less stress. Um, I, you know, govern my own hours, you know, what I work and all of that sort of stuff. And I know that I'm inspiring a, my clients, but also my husband, because he really wants to sort of do something different as well. So, um, there's nothing better than that, you know, being an inspiration. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, that's so good. I think that, you know, I can't help but hear a listener at home going, yeah, but what about me? I don't know what I love to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you're, when you're as lucky as you are and, and I am to, you know, have a lot of passions and be able to 
kind of identify those passions. Maybe we take it for granted that we know what we love already without thinking about people who might not necessarily have that kind of an idea. Before I talk about that though, I will say that, you know, it's really important what you've just highlighted that you kind of identified that, you know, you love all these things about your job. You talked about inspiring, you talked about being of service, you talked about, you know, helping empower other people. And I think that when you are choosing a career or a path for the love or the money, that there's going to be that sort of feeling that you get. Now, when I get off a call and I've done a mentoring session with somebody, I am a million bucks. I just feel pumped that that's what I want to do. That's what I'm meant to do. I love that kind of thing. When I'm doing a job just for the money, I don't have the same sort of elation or the same sort of visceral reaction to the work. And I think that, you know, sometimes we can like our job without recognizing that we could love our job. You know, when we worked for the company, I always liked my job, but I think I liked it because it was in my comfort zone. Like you said, I knew what I was doing every day. Nobody really got at me because I was just, I could be left unattended to deliver what I needed to do, you know, all these sort of things. I really liked all that part about it. But when I'm working with somebody and I see them grow and I see them shift or change their perspective and feel empowered, I love that. And that ignites this fire within me. So for our listener at home, if you're kind of feeling that, you know, maybe you have a bunch of passions or that you don't have any passions as well. One of the things that I would really recommend that you do is that you you just get out there and try these things and don't try them with the intention of making money eventually from them. Try them because you want to ignite that fire and that passion within your soul. Very often when we think back to the things that we used to do as children, those are really good indicators and really good sort of prompts for us to maybe pursue those paths again. What's really interesting too is Michelle did a little mini reading for me off the air with a card and one of the cards that came up was all about the inner child, which is really funny and reconnecting with spirit and having fun with that. So what I liked about that reminder is that as I'm making a shift and a change and figuring out this new direction, it's not taking it so seriously, but it's having that fun element come into it and looking at it as a new chapter and a new exciting opportunity, as opposed to, oh no, there's all this work I need to do, <laughs> which believe me, crossed my mind as well. So again, when you are wanting to figure out whether or not something is for you for the love or the money, I think that tuning in to your heart and listening to, to the feelings that you're getting are really going to start to show you the path that you need to go down. And I mean, I remember last year, I was telling Michelle that I did all these interviews for the Raw Raw podcast and it started stressing me out. It started making me feel like I wasn't as excited about that podcast anymore because I was doing so much work that it became a chore. So the minute something becomes a chore, I think it's really important that you kind of step back and say, well, how can I make more joy into this? Or how can I make this more fun? Or can I pair it with something that's inspiring? Or maybe I just put it put it on pause and come back to it when I'm a little bit more, you know, refreshed or a little bit a different frame of mind, maybe. I love that. And um, one of the things you touched on a couple of things that I was going to sort of mention, and that was the childhood part of that, because that's really important. And that's essentially what I did here. I was like, well, what can I do? Uh, I've always 
touch people and done healings and I've always been able to sort of read cards and stuff like that. So maybe I can do something with that. And that's literally what I did. So listening to what you like to do or what your gifts were or what your natural abilities are um, as a child, you know, a lot of kids grew up saying they wanted to be a teacher. I grew up saying I wanted to be a newsreader and I did it, you know, it was great. Um, and now I'm doing something different. Um, and that other ability has always been there. So um, hobbies is what I say to a lot of people too. It's like, what are you doing as a hobby? You know, are you sitting there making macrame? Are you doing like, you know, different things at the kitchen table, scrapbooking, you know, all of that sort of stuff. You know, can we turn that into a side hustle? Could you run classes, you know, into art therapy? Can you run classes in art therapy, you know, at a little hobby place somewhere, you know? So, you know, it may not be making you millions, but gosh, you know, how much fun is that? And um, meeting new people and stuff like that. So it's like hobbies are really important, you know, having something just for you that you get away and do um, while hobbies are playing golf or whatever he's doing. So, you know, for me, um, as I said earlier, you know, I've never really been driven by money and I do try to follow my heart. And I know that if I had have lost, I guess, the passion for journalism, I would have, um, you know, left because I have to be passionate about what I'm doing. Absolutely. Um, but I know that I have that tendency also to shift into overdrive and that's probably part of being that alpha personality and wanting to do everything and not asking for help and so on and so forth. But it wasn't just, you know, I don't do that just to earn more money. It's not that I'm doing that to earn more, but rather I just want to sort of serve more people. And because this is all me, you know, I can't hire someone else to be Michelle Uprice, a light worker. Like this is literally me. Then I have to do it all in that respect. Yes, I can get help with other things, bookings and, you know, organizing things and, you know, websites and whatever. But my intention is to help, help more people. So I often say to my hubby, you know, I really just need to clone myself so that I have, you know, someone to be able to go and do all the mentorship and things like that. But at some point, probably I'll start to record, you know, certain things, certain parts of what I do. Reiki, I have to teach live. I can't record that because it has to be here live doing it, practicing, et cetera, et cetera. But maybe there are things that I can record um, and, you know, post and share and that sort of thing. So really, um, I am thinking more about, you know, moving forward, um, the passive incomes and things. I'll get into that more later in the show. But um, certainly the mentorship as well, you know, I do like to do that live because we do a lot of practice and I do also do a lot of intuitive staff cards and things during that as well. So, you know, it is just figuring out how to be smarter. Um, but I love, 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 love what I do. And I could not be more heart centered, uh, with this, you know, and that card that I drew for you, Lauren, fun and joy. Um, so beautiful. I love these universal healing cards, fun and joy. Um, that's what it is. It really is that childlike stuff. You know, I have so much fun. I am joyful. I love to, you know, play in the sunshine in between my readings and, you know, take myself out, taking myself out of that sort of overdrive has been wonderful, you know, not having to get up at, you know, the crack of dawn and, you know, doing all the shift work and napping yeah. during the day and all of those things. Like I just feel so much better really. I mean, you know, <laughs> exactly. not being in jet lag all the time is, is just a different yeah. kettle of fish and I feel well, you know, I, I do want to say working from the heart, you know, from that heart space and being driven by that, I feel well, I feel well. Whereas when I was a journo, I did feel quite unwell and um, a lot of the time because I was just in fight or flight all the time, you know, so it's a different kettle of fish um, working from that heart space. 
thing is that you and I were kind of thrust into the fire. We didn't have a lot of opportunity to necessarily sit there and plan out oh, yeah. our business. But one of the things that you did hit on there, and I know you're going to talk more about the passive income part, but you know, when you are the only one in your business, it's really, I think, critical that you have a contingency plan that you do think about, well, what if I want to take a vacation or what if I yeah. want to take a sick day? What do I have in place to kind of keep the income and the revenue coming? So when people are looking at pursuing a new endeavor for the love or the money, number one, I think it's really important that you notice any hesitancy within yourself. So for me, I've had some hesitancy about some of the stuff that I've been doing. And so what I did is I got really clear about why am I hesitating here? Is it because I wanted, don't want to do the thing? Or is it because there's some kind of mental block or hurdle that I need to surpass to be able to do that. So when we're making decisions about pursuing something for the love or the money, you know, A, I think that you're always going to win anytime you do things with love. Believe me, if you make less income, but you love what you do every day, you're maximizing 100%. your life. So you just, your budget, you just learn to accommodate and you learn, you learn to maybe, you know, not overspend in certain areas, but knowing that, you know, you're loving what you're doing. Now, when you were talking about, you know, setting your business up, maybe looking at all these alternative methods of teaching that doesn't involve you one-on-one, -on -one, I really want to emphasize and stress to the listener at home that when they are thinking of pursuing something for the love or the money, that you're really kind of taking the time to plot out the you know, the course or a bit of a rough idea, like do a competitor analysis, see what there is happening in the market. That's similar to what you're wanting to do. Have a look at, you know, whether or not the numbers make sense. You know, you might want to do something, but when you think about the expenses and all the stuff that you need to put in it, maybe the markup is not very good and you can't sustain living on that or, you know, have targets or goals or things that you want to achieve so that you're like, okay, well, I want to really do this thing. Well, test it out, you know, maybe set a goal to do a market every, every month or every couple of weeks and see how the market, you know, how they gravitate or don't to the services that you're providing. So I'm somebody who really, I jump into everything. I just go with my gut. If it feels good, I do it. I don't take a lot of time to think about things. Uh, what I always get suckered into uh, people who have clocks and they're like, make sure you buy this now before times run out. I, I have FOMO where I'm going, oh my God, I better buy it right now. Whereas I could have waited and got a better deal probably. So these are things that I need, I'm aware of myself and I need to almost remind myself to just chill out and that it's okay for me to just take the night to think about it or a week to think about it until I feel sort of strong about my next course of action. So when you are looking at creating a new adventure or starting a new venture that you really do take the time if possible to kind of really nut out how it's going to work, what it looks like, what people think. I mean, you can't trust your dream with everybody, but at the same time, if you're pro you know, providing a service or a course or something like that, finding out whether or not there's a market for it is also going to be important. And then, like I've said before, and then I'm coming up to this, um, remember there's this shark, you know, shark yes, tank. Shark. Did you ever yeah, watch that it. show? I love Inventors. that show. So, you know, you see people on there and they've invested millions, hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars into these things that aren't working in the market. Yeah. Doesn't want them. And I'm sure they had a lot of signs along the way to not continue to pursue, but they just continue to dump money into their ideas. So just, you know, kind of being aware and understanding that 
you know what, sometimes it feels like a little death when things don't work out the way that you intended. And there's a sadness within that. But when there's a breakdown, there's room for breakthrough. When the door closes, the window opens. When, you know, when something's not working out, you can still take the lessons and the, the things that you've learned from that into your next endeavor and into your next, you know, sort of direction. So there's never really a loss unless there is a loss. So yeah, I think really paying attention to that as well is super mm, important. That's a great quote too. Um, when there's room, when there's a breakdown, there's room for a breakthrough. Really like that. I was just writing that down. Uh, lots of words of wisdom there, Lauren. Now, um, I think that, um, you know, certainly it makes sense to do um, your research as Lauren sort of alluded to there. And um, and I certainly give that a lot of thought with the things that I'm doing. And one of the things that I look at, because I'm doing group mentorship levels one and two at the moment, and I was sort of talking to Lauren before I started doing that, saying that it was going to be a lot of work and trying to juggle, you know, levels one and two. And I ended up doing sort of fortnightly. Um, so level one is every fortnight, level two is every alternate fortnight so that I'm sort of filling my calendar up. Um, but some people have found that quite confusing, you know, because back in the day it was every week. And so some people are like, oh, are we this week? Were we last week? When do we meet last? You know, people are getting very confused with the whole fortnightly thing. Um, so, you know, whether that's worked or not, um, maybe, you know, I should have just done all level ones at once or all level twos at once. But then when it's 10 weeks, then, you know, the energy for the level twos, maybe they're not interested in doing it at that point. So, you know, sometimes you got to act on the energy, you know, like we spoke about in a previous episode. So I felt like, you know, I'll just experiment and see if that works or not. And, um, and it's, it's okay, but probably meeting every week is, is better. Um, but what some of the girls have done as a result, and I say girls, cause it's all women is that in between the week, we're not meeting, they're getting together because I'm, I hook them all up in a, um, a chat, you know, in messenger. So everyone gets to know each other. Everyone gets to interact. And so what some of them have been doing on the alternate weeks when we're not meeting as a group is that they are getting together and doing practice. So they're actually meeting um, in their own little zoom meeting or whatever they're doing messenger. I don't know. And they're actually getting together and doing practice together in between. So that's actually a good thing, you know, because when you're meeting every week, there isn't sometimes a time to do the practice. People don't do it. They don't have time or they don't set aside time. So, you know, sometimes we meet and then they're like, oh, shivers, I haven't actually practiced anything from last week. So I feel like it was actually a good thing. Um, so yeah, I just find that really interesting. But, um, you know, what I was saying, going to say in this point is that you know, when we're sort of driven by money only, it also brings the ego into it. And I was talking to some people about this uh, recently where I know some people who are in this holistic sort of um, spiritual industry. And look, I have nothing against MLM. You know, MLM is great for some people, um, multi-level marketing, and, uh, and that's fantastic. But, you know, for me, and I've said this to Laura many times, is I'm selling the SAR Sanctuary candles because they're not for profit. You know, I don't make anything from it. I sell them. All the proceeds go to SAR Sanctuary and that's going to help people going through sudden uh, grief and trauma and things like that. So for me, that aligns with my beliefs. But, you know, as I've said before, I've interviewed many people who sell to terror for a living, young living, you know, all of this stuff, you know, different as journalism, you know, different things, writing for magazines. I've spoken to people who do MLM for a living and, you know, a lot of them, it aligns with their beliefs. You know, a lot of them, it's um, perfect for them, you know, and it's aligned. For me, not so much. So personally, I don't do that. But I do know some people who have been in the holistic um, area where they've gotten more into, I guess, the MLM and it's taken over 
And now, you know, for example, they may bring people in and they may be teaching them Reiki, but at the same time, they're trying to sell products. And for me, that doesn't align with what I want to do. And I don't feel like that's, um, you know, for me, I don't feel like that's heart centered um, because when I bring people in for Reiki, I'm literally there to give them love and help and teach and, you know, honor and respect and all of those things. And I don't want them to come in and buy stuff from me. So, you know, I have to really know that I guess my purpose is true um, and that people who come into me, I'm just wanting to teach and that's it. There's no ulterior motive there. So I find that, you know, when the ego comes into it, you know, that changes who you are. And that for me is more driven by money than by actually um, sharing my gift. And I never want to be that person. So um, there's no sort of competition here. You know, it's not about competing with others in my game either. Um, you know, and when it is a competition, then I think ego enters that as well. And, and that sort of brings us down and brings down that vibration. So um, I, you know, I don't know everything. And so in terms of the competition, you know, this week and, and very often I'll recommend people to go to others. You know, I've got a lot of friends who work as hypnotherapists and in different industries, massage therapists, and quite often they'll recommend people to come to me. And I same, you know, vice versa. I've got an amazing naturopath. I recommend people go to her. I'm not a naturopath. I don't do kinesiology. So if I feel like someone needs a little bit more, then I recommend that they go to that particular person. Because for me, this is the heart. It's not for the money. I mean, I could sit there and go, come back and see me, come back and see me and I'll fix you. But really, um, you know, why not send them to someone else who can, you know, finish off the process. And just yesterday, I had a beautiful woman who's had two readings with me probably a few days apart because we wanted to spend a bit more time together doing life purpose stuff. And I took her so far and then I thought, you know what? One of my friends, the astrologer that I recommend a lot, the mentorship client that I have, I was like, you know, I feel like she can really complete the process. So I said to the woman, look, I'll cover the cost. Would you have a session with my friend? She'll do your chart. Let's do some astrology on this and take it a step further and get you what you need. She's thrilled to bits. She's already had two readings with me. She spent a fair whack of cash with me. Um, I'm going to do an exchange with um, my client, the astrologer. So I'll um, set up a few mentorship client sessions with her. She'll get a couple for free if she does a chart for this other woman because um, the other woman's a single mother of four. You know what I mean? I don't do this for everyone, but this woman's a single mother of four. I want her to get the answers that she needs. So I'm like doing an exchange on her behalf because I love what I do and I love my people, the people that I read for. So she's thrilled to bits and she can't believe, you know, that I would do that. But I'm like, that's, that's, that's what I do. Um, so I'm just thrilled that I can help her and also direct people to my astrologer friend who's in the process of now setting up the website, getting everything happening so she can start to take paying clients. So I'm, I'm ready to line up a lot of people for her because she's brilliant, really, really brilliant and uh, doesn't have all the confidence in her ability yet. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, it's not competition. It's all about there's enough for everyone. We have to share, share the load and share the love um, a little bit. Lauren, what have you got? Um, have you got anything, any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I like that a lot. I think that, yeah, I think that you're kind of assessing what you're doing, even though, you know, like we've talked about, you might've had an intention and you realize, oh wait, maybe next time we'll kind of tweak this do this a little bit of a different way. And, mm -hmm. and I think that, you know, yeah, an exchange of energy is super important. I love the trading thing. I think trades and bartering is so cool. And if that, yeah. if that can work, that's really good. And, and I think that, you know, what you're talking about really is just really honoring and listening to your own, 
your own journey. And, um, and what's funny about that is that I think that you do need to listen to your own journey, but my inspirational kind of advice is actually to also have a look at other people and their stories Mm. and see whether or not you can learn from them. One of the things that I've always tried to do is to learn from other people's mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. Because if you can learn from somebody else's mistake, you can avoid a whole lot of pain, right? Absolutely. So, you know, when we get into the sort of, or now that we're at the tools to improve your life sort of scenario or section of the, of the show, I, I find that there's a couple of people that I really love listening to that really, I find um, are inspiring. So one of them is a, a man by the name of Bob Proctor. He's got mm. an amazing book called You Were Born Rich. I've put a download to it in the show notes there where you can sign up and get it for free. I printed it out and bound it and I, I'm rereading it right now, actually. Oh, brilliant. And it's a lot about his journey. It's a lot about following his heart. It's a lot about trusting the universe and it's a business book as well. So there's a lot of things that you can do in there exercises and stuff like that. Somebody else who I really love is Napoleon Hill. And he's got that book, Think and Grow Rich and another book called Outwitting the Devil. And he's basically taken people, their success stories, and he's narrowed it down to find out what this sort of commonalities are of all these really successful people. I think he interviewed 500 successful people and found the commonalities and then, you know, created a whole book around that, which took him 20 years to write. Wow. And then outwitting the devil is a lot about people's mistakes and their failures and the lessons that you can learn from that. And then the other thing that I will say is Earl Nightingale is a really amazing speaker as well. And he's got so many different inspirational tapes out there and different ways of looking at the world. And uh, I know there's three men. I didn't come up with any women for this particular um, segment, but those three in particular, I think are really powerful and really wise. And I Mm. think that, you know, as we are evolving and growing as people that when we can have outside perspectives, have different Uh, you know, sort of ideas that are given to us, kind of like you with your astrologer friend coming at it from a different perspective or one that maybe she was a little bit more of an expert in than you in a certain area, that it allows us to really make a fully formed decision and listen to our own truth. Because one nugget of wisdom from five people creates a truth for somebody, right? Mm. And I think that that's really important and really key for you know, when you are going to be following through on a new path or, or trying something else. One thing that we didn't talk about really, Michelle, is like how to get out of a situation if you are sort of stuck in it for the, for the money, let's pretend, and you kind of want to phase out. So I guess I will just go back and say that if you're in a situation like that, try to bring in love and joy in your life in other ways initially. And then eventually you might be able to have a side hustle on the side and then slowly phase out time at your job that you're doing just for the money. Maybe you take some annual leave days and you work on your other business and kind of pretend that you're doing that and see what that sort of looks like for you. So that would be a little bit of a helpful tip, I think, to kind of slowly start to phase into a new truth for you. And one thing too that I forgot to mention earlier is that if you are wanting to start a new business for the love um, and then the money, (laughs) never start a business on a credit card. So don't get into a business with debt right away. 
Uh, some people do that. They're like, you know, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to start my business on credit cards. No, please don't do that. Mm -hmm. And um, like we've talked about in previous shows, always have that kind of set and forget money that you put aside so that you always have that as your security net. As so be a financially responsible adult also. Yeah, that's really good advice, Lauren. And I love what you were saying there about finding sort of that motivation. You mentioned some really great um, inspirational sort of people there that have put together amazing sort of stories about, you know, sometimes our failures and what we can learn from that. And I think that's great because it means that we don't necessarily have to go through that ourselves, um, hopefully. Um, you know, that we can avoid some of those pitfalls. And so that's why that's really great. The other thing I just wanted to add to that um, as well is when, you know, I mentioned before about having a mentor and what I find with people as a considering crossing the threshold and what I'm saying with the threshold is from, I guess, something that we're doing just for the money into something we want to do for the love is a lot of the time it's just about the, the confidence, you know, having the confidence that I can do this. So what I say is practice, practice, practice. So it's like, do the aspects of this thing that you're doing for love a lot, you know, the, the bits and pieces that you feel confident at um, and do it a lot and get feedback, you know, get feedback from people who you trust, who will give you honest feedback. That was fabulous. You know, let's say the massage therapist, for example, um, you know, practice on your friends, get some feedback. And that's what, you know, my mentorship clients are doing. So some of them are learning Indian head massage and stuff like that. So they're coming into um, when we're meeting face to face and practicing on each of us and we're giving them honest feedback. We're giving the ladies honest feedback. You know, that was nice. I liked how you did this. This wasn't so good. You know, sometimes we need that when we're sort of going in and learning, we don't know everything. So it's like, get some honest feedback. You know, that's the point. That's what I did with my readings. I was like, Hey guys, I'm going to do this free reading. Give me some honest feedback. Um, and people were very honest with me, which was great. So then I can learn from that moving forward. Maybe my delivery was too harsh, whatever it is. So it's like practice what you're good at so that you get confident at that. And then you do that very well. And then you introduce something new, practice that until you feel confident and add something new uh, rather than a baptism of fire, you know, feet first, doing it all, um, trying to like pull it all off at the same time. That's just going to, uh, I think a lot of people are going to crumble under that. Um, but also your tribe is really important. So with the, the groups that I formed on mentorship, I mentioned before, it's like each of us gives the other person confidence. So someone may be just preparing to take some sort of leap of faith. The rest of the girls are like, we've got you back. Well, you can do this. Let's talk about it. Let's do a messenger chat. You know, let's talk you through the process. So it's like finding your tribe is really important. And I say that to a lot of my um, just general people who are sitting there having a reading with me is you need to, depending on, you know, where they are, because they're all over the place. It's like, you need to go away and find your tribe, find your support group. So a lot of them are then jumping on Facebook, looking for a group that's relevant to whatever they're doing, and then jumping in there and talking to people and getting to um, get the you know advice they need, getting the support they need. You need to find your tribe because it's not always going to be your husband, your kids, your you know best friend, because they may not be yeah. <laughs> in that same industry. They may not understand it, especially if it's like spiritual. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, I can't do it because, you know, all of these people don't understand what I do. And it's like, no, like if this is a passion of yours, find the people who get it, find those people, align yourself with those people. And they may not be the Gabby Bernsteins and may not be the, you know, really famous people, but it's like, there's plenty of people out there who can help you and become a tribe, you know, for you and back you. Um, and that's certainly what I've tried to do with this work is, is get my tribe together. And I really think I found that. I really feel like I found that and I align with them. 
Um, and I try to motivate as much as I can because I've been through it. You know, I'm not sitting here saying that I haven't lived the, lived the um, life um, and walked the talk or whatever it is. Like I definitely am doing it. So if you're passionate about it, um, you know, you need to follow that. You need to follow that and find the people who support you and understand that. Um, because yes, my husband didn't believe in this at all and he didn't want me to do it, but I had women who believed in me, you know, who were saying you need to do this. So I just followed that. And then he just came along in the end. He, he sort of came around. Um, but I do want to do Oracle cards. I've said this to Lauren before and also a novel. They're all in alignment with my brand. Um, so I've got an illustrator. I'm working on that at the moment. Um, and I've just got a lot of real passion and fire in my belly with regard to that. That's kind of the next step because that's the opportunity then for me to have these things sort of in the background that will be on my website for sale and stuff like that. But again, that's hard. It's not, you know, money. It's not that I want to make more money. It's just, you know, having that sort of thing in the background where people can purchase that and benefit from it, you know, have the aqua cards, get some guidance, you know, whatever it is. Um, there's a little, little niche market that I've noticed doing readings full time where people haven't necessarily done a card for this particular thing or that particular thing. So I'm looking for it and no doubt other people are looking for that. So I'm now looking at the little niche markets that I could fill um, with my cards. and. Um, also, you know, the quality of the cards and what lasts for me, I'm looking at that and incorporating that into what I'm doing as well. So that's kind of the next step for myself. And again, that'll probably trigger some sort of imposter syndrome. Am I really qualified to do cards? I've only been doing this for like just over a year. And I think Lauren about that lady, remember that lady that um, came off natural therapy pages and she rang me and she was like, um, so how many years experience do you have? And I was like, six months. And she's like, Right. I might, uh, I might call you later. See you later. Bye. Uh, and I never heard from her again. And I found that quite hilarious. Um, cause I mean, I started mentorship after three months and I was like, am I really qualified for this? So I, I do still question that. I do still go into that mode uh, of thinking, but then I'm like, why not? You know, if I can read for over a year and, and sort of do this and pull it all together. And I, I feel like I do a great job and I get really good feedback. Um, you know, why, why can I not do my own Oracle cards? You know, why not? So that's what I, I think. Why not? You know, why not? Maybe that's a question for the listener at home. Uh, why not? Yeah. And I think it's time for the party element, Lauren. Sometimes people are like, why me? Why me? It's like, why not? Yeah, you? I know. That's a good one. Why not? You? Yeah. Yep. The party Absolutely. element is brought to you by my business. Raw Raw Consulting and the Raw Raw Spirit Team Mentorship. So if you are wanting to um, get some accountability, work on self-care, work on developing self-awareness, how to deal with overwhelm, how to say no, how to time manage, how to start running a successful business, launch a business, or continue to grow your business, or if you're an employee and you just need to figure out ways of setting boundaries and showing up for yourself, I can help you with that. All the details are in the show notes. You can send me a direct message on Instagram or Facebook to see whether or not we're a good match to work together. And as I mentioned before, I am starting to read Oracle cards now too. So if you do want a free five minute reading, please send me a DM and just uh, tell me your name and your birthday. That's all I need to know. And I can do a little mini reading for you. Uh, that offer is limited, by the way, <laughs> depending on when you listen to this episode, that is going to be eligible for the month of uh, July and August. So that's I'm, so uh, much fun. Good, I love good that. Good until the end of August, 2021. 
Okay. Nice. I just realized I needed to set that boundary in there. Wait a minute. Yes. So the party element today is basically about what we've talked about. Go back, have a look at things that you do used to do as a child. If you are already doing something that you're enjoying in your life, why not try some of those things anyway? Just add a little bit of something different into your life. If you're wanting to explore and find out what you do love to do and you're looking for a new creative direction, I really want to encourage you to check that out. And one of the things that I'm going to be doing today for myself is to create a vision board about my business and uh, solely for my career. I haven't done one in a while and I do. So that's a way that I'm going to um, sort of get started on trying to figure out and nut out what I'm interested in and, and what I want to do and kind of narrow my focus in on a few things instead of doing as many things as I'm doing right now. So take it from me, learn a lesson from me and, uh, you know, let's do this together. Cause you know, kind of like what Michelle said, you know, we're all learning as we go. And that's one of the reasons why we have the podcast is to share our information, our insights, our valuable tips and tricks with you to help you along your journey. Mm. Yeah. And I think, um, just a little bit of inspo from me as well, and sort of covering off on what we've sort of spoken about, but I just, want to inspire or encourage the listener at home who's listening to this to really consider and we all we all have ego but just really consider where you're coming from um because that whole you know the whole world's against me victim mentality you know competing and all of that sort of stuff it's really just ego based and that's when we get into just doing things for that paper currency because let's be honest you know i always say to people when you're at the end of your life when you've sort of lived your life and you know, you're coming to the end of that. Um, I doubt that I'll be thinking about the amount of money that's in my bank account. I just don't think that's going to be at the top of my uh, list of things to worry about. Um, I'd like to, you know, plan for retirement. I want to have comfortable retirement, be able to sort of travel and do things and, you know, enjoy myself. Absolutely. Because, you know, um, working very hard. And when I say retirement, I don't think I'll ever stop doing what I do. Um, but, you know, maybe I'll slow down, you know, and, and only work a couple of days a week or whatever it is. So, you know, at the end of my life, I won't be thinking about the money and, and what I've earned. It'll be more about the lives I've changed, the people I've helped, you know, the careers I've kicked off. You know, that was a passion of mine when I was a journalist and it still is, you know, I, I kicked up a lot of careers in journalism with, um, you know, taking on cadets and things like that. And the same thing now really is that I just love to teach. And I've always been told I was a teacher and I wasn't really even thinking of myself as a teacher when I was kicking off careers in journalism, I guess, like I, I just thought I was a journalist, but now I do realize that I was teaching all the time. Like I've always been a teacher. So it's like the listener at home, if you can inspire someone else, if you can kick off a career, if you can give someone some words of inspiration and encouragement, you know, you think about little kids when they're three or four, if they hear, you know, you can do anything, um, you know, you can be anyone, then that's incredible because you're putting them on a different transit and they could have had, you know, a lot of negative things said to them as well. But really, I think everyone just needs those few positive words of wisdom and that can get them back on track. That's what Oprah, you know, did. It was like that, you know, one woman who was the wife of that governor or the man running for governor. And she came up and said, you're beautiful and you can do anything. And she credits that with her entire career, you know, getting that, getting that happening because she'd only heard negative things and no one ever told her she was beautiful, that that was the one point of difference. And she listened to that, you know, she heard that. So, you know, if we can inspire somebody to be better and to, you know, get on the right track, um, then I think that's, you know, what life's about. And that's all heart centered for me. So uh, moving forward, that's what I aim to do is inspire. 
Um, so Lauren, that's it from me. Coming up on the next podcast, um, we're going to be looking at how comparison can help or hinder. Uh, and we have sort of talked a little bit about that, I guess, um, you know, comparison and that's probably a little bit of ego um, too, but comparison can be helpful as well. And this is, I think, one of your ideas. Yes, yes. And yes, it can. But they'll have to uh, tune in next week to find out what we are talking about. Oh, okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's super vague, but you kind of summed it up well, my friend. I don't need to add to it. And okay, I will perfect. be in less of a... Um, echoey room next week we've got painters here so ah. that should be all done by uh, by the time yes yeah, so thank you for listening this far to our listener at home awesome brilliant um so that has been the business in the front party in the back podcast, podcast. We have absolutely loved bringing this podcast to you. We have such a wonderful time every week. So we hope that the listener at home has heard this and received this, these little nuggets of wisdom um, this week. And, you know, we hope that, you know, this inspires you, as I said, to go out and give someone a kind word, you know, give someone a nice smile, you know, lift someone else's um, energy and vibration. And, you know, a smile can change everything for somebody. You never know what people need as they walk along. You don't know what's going on in other people's lives. So it's like, just doing that little kind gesture, paying for someone's coffee, you know, doing something unexpected, helping them with their wheelie bin, you know, maybe kind gestures. I'd like to um, encourage our listener at home just to do that for somebody else and um, continue to listen as well. Uh, but Lauren, I guess if people, you know, potentially sort of thought, well, yeah, this isn't really my kettle of fish, uh, what do you recommend they do? Uh, I, I will go back to the one that we've been using before, which is listen to another episode. They're all very unique, I think. And yes. They're all, I mean, sometimes we repeat similar messages, I suppose, and sometimes stories, but it's because they're valuable and relevant to that particular theme. So mm. have a look at the different themes, read the show notes. Michelle diligently puts in, you know, some of the other things that we're covering in that episode. It's not always just what's in the title and uh, yeah, give it another shot. Mm-hmm. Well said. All right. Well, I shall talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Awesome. Bye.